Now we love where we live, I know we all do, but every once in a while we just get this sudden urge to get up and go. We need a little change of pace, but maybe we don't have a bunch of money to spend on gas and we don't necessarily want to be a long way from home over an extended time frame. Well, we've got just what the doctor ordered on this week's show and the answer is much closer than you might think in Hopkinsville. Christian County, it is a city full of class and charm and an abundance of noteworthy attractions, some of which you might not even be aware of. Others you might, and maybe you just haven't taken the time to explore them yet, and you definitely need to because uh, Hopkinsville is a place that a lot of folks from my neck of the woods pass through on their way to Nashville, but Hoptown should be much, much more than a city that you drive through on I-24. So... We will enlighten you on all that's there and all the great city has to offer with the Hoptown Tourism Director, Brooke Young, who is chomping at the bit to talk to us in mere, mere moments on Blabbit in the Bluegrass, Season 7, Episode 6. Let's hit it. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Island to Inez, Independence to Indian Hills, we are the ultimate Commonwealth Authority. At least we'd like to think so. Right here and only here on Blabbit in the Bluegrass as we thoughtfully and wholeheartedly explore and celebrate all things Kentucky. With me, Sam Moore, here as per usual at the humble yet very honorable North Quail Motel in stunning Henderson, KY, Hopkinsville. Yeah, I know you've heard of it, but how familiar are you with it? Maybe more so than you might think, maybe less than you might think, but we're going to make sure that uh, by the time we get done here, everybody is not only familiar with it, but that they are planning their vacation to Hoptown. It is the sixth largest city in the state of Kentucky, so you know they got some good stuff not only in it, but also around it. Whether you're after history, you're a big history buff, maybe you need some water in your life. Yeah, I know it's still a little too cold to be thinking about water right now, but hey, spring is going to spring before we know it, and we'll be anxious to get wet and cool off, so... Hopkinsville offers plenty in that department as well. Also, tons of great festivals, a few of which we will preview for you here in just minutes with Brooke Young. She is the Hopkinsville Tourism Director, and she herself has a quite an interesting background. She assisted in the planning and preparation for the 2017 Solar Eclipse, which of course was best viewed from Hopkinsville. And Hopkinsville drew a ton of people during that solar eclipse. In fact, I think it was about 116,000, which is hard for me to wrap my head around. And uh, we here in Henderson 
got quite a bit of traffic from it as well, but nothing like the traffic they saw in Hoptown. So uh, Brooke Young will enlighten us on that experience and uh, her fondest memories of it. And it's going to be a fun, fun conversation. So don't you go anywhere. Before we talk to Brooke, however, I have, as usual, a bluegrass brain buster hot off the press. It is ready for your listening ears. So we try to do one of these each week. You'll get the question now. And when Brooke and I are done blabbing, we will give you the answer. So we're talking about Hopkinsville today. So I thought it was only fitting that we had a Hopkinsville-themed question. Now, we talk about bluegrass brain busters. This is certainly a brain buster. I want to know the names of Hopkinsville's two original settlers. Now, if you tell me you know the answer to this, I know you're lying, okay? (laughs) At least the odds are 99.9% that you're lying. I want to know what are the names of Hopkinsville's two original settlers, So get the juices flowing, or in this case, get the good guesses flowing, because odds are you don't know it. Not trying to insult your intelligence or anything, but odds are you don't know it. And we will reveal the answer at the conclusion of the show. Sam Moore now presents his Blabbing in the Bluegrass Community Connection. Well, your heaven away from home is much closer than you might think, folks, with uh, plenty of history and a wealth of outdoor beauty and scenic charm, dining, shopping. It all awaits us in the sixth largest city in the state of Kentucky, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, the seat of Christian County, and here to fill us in on all that awaits us by visiting Hopkinsville is none other than the proud tourism director of the Hopkinsville Convention and Visitors Bureau. Let's make welcome Miss Brooke Young. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be Brooke, chatting today. It is uh, it is a pleasure to to have you on board here. There is a special spot in my heart for uh, Hopkinsville. Of course, I'm about uh, all 70 miles up the road here in uh, in Henderson and I've got an aunt and uncle who have a uh, a house on Lake Barkley. So we're, you know, we're no, we're no strangers to Hopkinsville. That's right. That's uh, a good thing. (laughs) Anyway, how long have you been the, uh, the tourism director there in Hoptown, Brooke? I have had the honor of being the tourism director for going on. It's going to be five years this year. And it feels like the blink of an eye. I feel like, you know, when you love coming to work every day, the time really just flies and um, it's hard to believe I'm going into my, my fifth year uh, in this role, but have lived in Hopkinsville for about nine years um, and just absolutely adore this community and everything um, that that takes place here. It's just a such a wonderful, wonderful place to live. See, so five, five years has felt a little more like five months, hadn't it? It, it really has. It's, it's so crazy. I was just like, you know, doing the math in my head, like, has it really been five years? And, you know, the time just really um, has gone so quickly. I just am truly thankful for being able to love what I do so much. Absolutely. Now, uh, where is it that you're from originally, Brooke? Originally, I'm from Oldham County, so grew up in uh, LaGrange, and yeah, so not too, too far from home, um, but have kind of lived all over um, since then, and um, I'm really glad to, to now call Hopkinsville home. You've been around the block, shall That's we say. That's right. That's yeah. right. I have. <laughs> You're from Oldham County. I'm quite familiar with that, too, because I actually have family in Trimble County right okay. next door. 
Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Gens, I don't know if you know any Gens, but I think half of Trimble County is, uh, you know, half of Trimble County has the last name of Gen. That name sounds familiar. I'm sure I've, I'm uh, sure I've had a, a few in my time up that way. I'm sure it does. So I'm related to probably almost half the county. But uh, anyway, you said you've been in Hoptown for about nine years now. Why don't you explain what's uh, made you most proud to call Hoptown home? Well, you know, something that um, I just continue to go back to uh, when we moved here and when um, whenever I think about what Hopkinsville means to me, I just can't even begin to put into words the kindness and the compassion of the people that live in Hopkinsville is unlike anything I, I've ever experienced. It is just the community looks out for each other. People are just so generous with their time, with their giving to the community. It's really been incredible and inspiring to witness. Um, and, and it's just really apparent when you come into town and, and when we get to welcome visitors here, you know, that's one of the things that they mention is the hospitality and just kind of that feeling of uh, being home when you're here. And uh, I really have experienced that, my husband as well. And we just really love that welcoming community spirit that is very apparent when you are in Hopkinsville. Absolutely. Everybody's somebody in Hoptown, right? That's right. <laughs> yes. And everybody knows you and is like checking in on you and is concerned and, you know, wants to make sure that that they're helping their neighbors. And it's just really such a um, everyone's connected. And I just love that. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's why tourists warm up to it so much. And it's also why during the, uh, you know, the, the solar eclipse, which we'll talk more about here shortly, but I know, um, you know, a ton of people came to town during that week, and a bunch of them I heard afterwards say that, you know, they wouldn't mind to call Hopkinsville home after they retired. That's and I think right. some of them some did. Of, some <laughs> of them did. You're exactly right. Yeah, so did not happen by accident, to say the least. Now, uh, talk, if you would, about the uh, the education you received and the uh, skills you honed during your college years, Brooke. Yeah, absolutely. So I absolutely adore all of my educational experiences. They've gotten me to where I am. I have learned so much along the way. So I got my undergraduate degree at Moorhead State University. So got to spend time um, in the eastern part of the state. And it is just, I'm my fond memories of my time at Moorhead are just uh, incredible. I still have so many wonderful friends and um, colleagues and people that I've gone on to get to work with um, throughout the rest of the Commonwealth it has really been incredible to see our Moorhead connection grow. And I just absolutely love my time at Moorhead State. Um, I then went on to, uh, while I was getting into my career, I decided to go back to school and get my master's degree at Bellarmine University. So oh, while I'm nice. okay. yeah, that's right. While I was working, um, you know, getting my career started, decided to do that. And so I went to school at night and got my master's in communication at Bellarmine and just loved that experience as well. Um, it was just incredible to, you know, see how my uh, working experiences were coming into play with all of the uh, communication courses that I was continuing to take and, um, you know, crisis communication, emergency management, a lot of uh, more elevated courses. And I really loved my time at Bellarmine as well. It was it was remarkable. Um, so, yeah. So then I actually once I graduated from Bellarmine about six months after that, <laughs> and we'll talk about this a little more in my work history, too, but right. um, I decided I wanted to go to pastry school and become a pastry chef. Uh, so my husband and I moved to Chicago 
And I went to the French pastry school in Chicago and got to study under some incredible pastry chefs. Um, Chef Nicholas Lodge, who unfortunately we lost uh, late last year, he actually made Princess Diana's wedding cake. So he actually is who taught me how to make wedding cakes. And oh, so I got to that's some claim to fame right there. It is. And, you know, it was an incredible experience. And I really, really loved my time up there as well. I can imagine. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So do you like uh, do you like give out pastries to people who visit the uh, tourism office there in Hopkinsville? Well, Sam, it's funny you should mention that because we do have uh, this incredible initiative. I don't give out pastries, but it's amazing how um, all of these experiences kind of have come full circle. And uh, in August of 2021, we actually announced that Hopkinsville is the batter capital of the world. The batter. Batter so, capital of the world. Yeah, batter. So like cake batter, um, you know, all of that. The wheat that we grow here in Hopkinsville is the best wheat for cakes, cookies, pies, and pastries. And so we're the number one wheat producing county in all of Kentucky. Then all of that wheat is milled at our two flour mills, uh, Hopkinsville Milling Company, which is the oldest mill in Hopkinsville, and Seamer Milling, which mills two million pounds of flour every single day. And then they are connected by a big pipe to a company called the Krusty's Company, which we may all know and love. Uh, if you've ever bought Krusty's pancake, waffle mix, muffin mix, um, that's all made right here uh, at their facility here. They also Nothing make, to be proud of. <laughs> that's right. They also make Ghirardelli brownie mix, Red Lobster Cheddar Bay biscuit mix, Cracker Barrel biscuit mix. Mm. Uh, if you ever buy store brand products at Target, Walmart, Kroger, or Trader Joe's, it all comes from right here in Hopkinsville. My so mouth is watering. I know. So it's really amazing how, um, you know, my baking side really does come into play because we get to talk about this incredible agriculture to industry to our restaurants that are actually putting these um, incredible baked goods and, um, you know, food on the table of people. So it is just fantastic to get to tell that story and to get to have a, a platform to to share with the world about all the amazing things happening here in Hopkinsville. Indeed. You know, Hoptown's motto should be the home of batter or better batter. Better batter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Can't well, even say it, but we have a huge oversized mixing bowl that people can come and stand in in our visitor center so it looks like you're in a big bowl of batter so <laughs> oh there you go so they can sort of get a that's right. get an experience right there and uh, that's right. you know see what it's like but uh, why don't you uh take us through your job titles and the uh, duties you performed prior to planning your roots in Hopkinsville there Brooke yeah so i I'm thrilled that my first real job in the events world and in the corporate world uh, was actually at Churchill Downs. So I got my start on one of the biggest stages that you can even imagine. And I learned so much. You really hit the ground running at Churchill Downs. And um, it was an absolutely phenomenal experience. So I got to be on the events team there. Um, I was over the Jockey Club suite area, if anyone's familiar. Um, and they've kind of changed things over the years. But uh, it was absolutely absolutely amazing, you know, to have the opportunity to um, interact with all of the guests that are coming to Churchill Downs on a daily basis, but then especially when you get to Derby Week and you're, you know, you've grown up in, in and around Louisville and even in the state of Kentucky, you know, it's just such a, a sense of pride to be able to welcome the world to Kentucky to get to experience an event like the Kentucky Derby. And so to be able to have that experience and jump in um, to 
an organization like Churchill Downs was was truly a remarkable experience that really um, I've carried with me throughout oh, my yeah. great way to witness the fastest two minutes in sports. That's exactly <laughs> right. <you> there. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I still am, uh, you know, the relationships and the, the people that I worked with, we became like a family. We are still, um, you know, in communication all the time. And so it really does speak volumes to, you know, your, your work family really does sometimes become like your actual family because you spend so much time with them. And so that was incredible. So from Churchill Downs, I transitioned um, to a role at the Louisville Sports Commission. And so uh, it was actually uh, in 2007, 2008 timeframe. So the Ryder Cup was coming into town. And so we got to really um, get to see a lot of that uh, really come into play. And so it was wonderful to see the city transform. And we got to bring a lot of incredible events to town. The the Ironman that takes place in Louisville, the Ford Ironman Louisville was such, it's still one of my favorite events. I mean, to see these athletes that compete all day, uh, it was remarkable. It is such a tremendous thing. If you've never had a chance to witness it, I highly recommend. But then the, everything from cyclocross to, you know, volleyball, that there were sand volleyball courts that were built up on the waterfront area. It was just an amazing opportunity. I loved my time in sports tourism with the Louisville Sports Commission. Oh, I can imagine. And then the Phil Mickelson was among the many big name golfers yes. that came to oh. uh, Valhalla for the Ryder Cup, I remember. Absolutely. And it was really remarkable, too, because one of the things that stands out in my mind was we did this whole initiative called the 13th Man. And so it was kind of making like the state of Kentucky another player on the team. And one of the things I vividly remember was um, Hopkinsville putting, you know, every city put something into the big Ryder Cup trophy. And then it was kind of like a way for us to promote the entire state of Kentucky. And I remember Hopkinsville uh, putting in a Farrell's cheeseburger and then moving here and like actually... We'll talk about that being one of our iconic restaurants, but it was just really cool to see that again come full circle as well. Yeah, it was nice to get to experience that Farrell's cheeseburger when That's you got right. to town. Wasn't it? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> So from the Louisville Sports Commission, I moved um, just a few offices down. They're actually housed with the Louisville Tourism Office. And so I got to work with Louisville Tourism in their motor coach area. Um, so I got to really see firsthand, you know, group tours, group travel, um, really rolling out the red carpet. And really my first introduction into working with the tourism staff. I mean, I did that. I saw that with Louisville Sports Commission, but then really jumping into Louisville Tourism and seeing how incredible the tourism industry is and the ins and outs of it. And I just loved it so much. So one of the, uh, the, the things that I got to do there, I was just getting into like cake decorating and again, um, really learning these different things. It wasn't as huge, you know, there weren't all the tutorials and things like there are now, but one of the things that my team had, had kind of challenged me to see if I could do was to make a replica of the bell of Louisville for an event that was coming up. So make a cake. It was ah. like a three foot replica and I was like, absolutely, like, let me see if I can do this. So it was kind of like a dummy cake. We were mailing it to Texas so it could be on display. And then they were going to be serving cake down there as well. And so after doing that, it kind of lit my soul on fire and um, kind of fell in love with the pastry side of things. That's um, how you wound up at pastry school. That is how I wound up at pastry school. So uh, again, my husband and I, we moved to Chicago. Um, I had an opportunity to be a pastry chef for the Chicago Bears for a season. So that was Not really Bears. Cool. 
Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, just to get to see the ins and outs of that type of kitchen and getting to create, you know, a lot of, again, uh, Chicago themed desserts up there at Soldier Field. It was really cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So from there, I was a pastry chef in a few other cities. Um, we moved back to Louisville. We were there for a little while. Uh, I was a pastry chef at Cake Flower and then in Cincinnati at a bakery called Servati, which was a fabulous. We did a lot of the desserts for the Cincinnati Reds and um, a lot of those different uh, teams up there. And then we moved to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And so I got to be a pastry chef in the chocolate capital of the world. Oh my and goodness. Yes. So it was really cool. Uh, I worked at a fabulous bakery and really had a lot of fun getting to create dirt desserts there. So from Hershey, um, my husband got a job opportunity here in Hopkinsville. He was the sports editor for the Kentucky New Era, which is what brought us to Hopkinsville. And I, uh, there were no bakeries in town at the time. And so I, I went back to my event planning roots and actually started working for the Christian County Chamber of Commerce. So I started doing events and membership and marketing for the chamber here. And that just really um, was a wonderful opportunity to really get to know the community, to get to jump into learning about Hopkinsville and about all the wonderful things there were to do here. And I fell in love with it. And um, so this was uh, 2014 timeframe. Um, so a few years into that, um, you know, we started getting a lot of phone calls at the chamber and people were asking about the eclipse that was coming up and they had oh, questions sure. and, you know, so there was a lot of, um, a lot of questions going around and a lot of, uh, there wasn't necessarily one person that was able to answer all those questions. And so um, I, I decided that, you know, I thought that I could be that person and I really wanted to uh, to have the opportunity to make sure that Hopkinsville put what was in the best possible position um, to to have all of these questions answered and to give folks the best experience possible. And so, uh, fortunately, I was named the Solar Eclipse uh, Marketing and Events Consultant and got to do that for the full year leading up to the eclipse. And absolutely, cannot think of a more um, dynamic and <laughs> unique experience than that year. Of oh, no doubt. So that was a full-time role for a year. It was. Yeah. So I was, uh, I worked with the Hopkinsville Parks and Recreation Department and was a consultant for the city. And, and, you know, it was nonstop every day. I had a countdown clock in my office that counted down the seconds to when the eclipse was going to happen. So <laughs> nothing like the pressure of a, of a countdown clock, you know? <laughs> oh, no doubt. I can, yeah. I can imagine. So from the marketing to the, the promotion, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you also, uh, you know, handled a lot of the logistics and the, you know, the planning and as far as like, you know, getting things ready and, you know, getting the town equipped for those, what was it, 116,000 people that showed up? Yeah, that's right. But that is the number that we have after the fact. Leading up to it, you know, you have no idea because it's not like every single person that comes into the community was making a reservation or calling in advance to let us know they were going to be here. You right. know, people were staying uh, with friends and family. And um, we did have a lot of campground uh, campsite areas that we created at our local public parks um, and obviously worked with our hotel partners and even residents that wanted to open up their homes and uh, turn their either their land into camping or RV parking facilities or, you know, rent their houses out. This was kind of before Airbnb was really as, as large as it is right now. So sure. kind of created that opportunity for people as well. So there were so many different uh, coordination and logistical elements that went into the planning of that, but it was just such an amazing 
time. I mean, every day, you just never knew. You never knew what the day held. You never knew who was going to call, who was going to be um, asking for an interview and an opportunity to talk about Hopkinsville. And so it was just so amazing to get to spread the word and share all the wonderful things our community was planning. Yeah. Did you do, did you do any uh, interviews with national outlets like CNN or MSNBC or any of those guys? So we, um, we were so lucky that, uh, so Hopkinsville was declared the point of greatest eclipse. So that meant that we were the point where the moon was closest to the earth and yeah. we were the point where, uh, so you could see the Corona, which is the, I know Corona is, has a different meaning now, but, um, in eclipse world, um, that is when that beautiful ring is, uh, around where the moon is blocking out the sun. Sure. And so we were the point where you could see that most perfectly so like the most perfect um circular shape that there is yeah the best and view so, yes and so uh we did have so many amazing opportunities you know I got to do an interview with Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel which typically if Jim Cantori is talking about your city it could be a little alarming but for this it was a good thing you know um, yeah Jim was there for the right reasons this time he was there for the right reasons that's right <laughs> um and we had the opportunity to actually send a bowling ball from Ebonite that was solar eclipse themed and then one of our distilleries Casey Jones Distillery had actually sent corn in a payload up with Austin P State University. So when that corn came down from space, they used it in the distillation of their moonshine. So they were literally making moonshine that was out of this world. So uh, we got to send a bottle of that to Jim as well. And he talked about it in studio. So that was really amazing. Um, there was a great piece in the Wall Street Journal that, that talked all about Hopkinsville. Um, CBS Sunday Morning came and did a fantastic uh, highlight and special on Hopkinsville and our business owners. I mean, the number of news outlets and coverage that Hopkinsville received was absolutely incredible. Uh, for me, I, I was such a geek and I just got so excited about so many of these things, but working with NASA was it was absolutely amazing. So we got to actually go down to the Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville and we got to interview um Dr. Renee Weber, who was the astrophysicist that was going to be in Hopkinsville talking about um, what was happening and just her expertise on, you know, the eclipse itself. And so we got to go down to NASA and actually interview her at the NASA news desk before um, she actually came to Hopkinsville on eclipse day. And oh, what an honor. Oh my gosh. It was just so amazing to like be in the NASA studios and, you know, it was it was unreal to think about just how many different opportunities really um, the universe just selected Hopkinsville to get to experience those. And um, I look back on them so fondly of all the different things, you know, it was a whirlwind at the time, but, but looking back, our community just knocked it out of the park. They, they rolled out the red carpet at every avenue. Um, you know, when you look at businesses and restaurants and just at community festivals, the people that were coming here and were visiting, the number one things that we heard were this is the most welcoming and friendly town we have ever been to. We did get people that moved here um, afterwards. We had a couple that moved here from Europe um, that were so excited. They came here for the eclipse and then moved here from Europe. And then we had a couple from Seattle that moved here. And um, I'm sure many others that, um, you know, haven't come in to tell me that they moved here. But um, those are just a few that stand out that I've met um, around the community that I just I love hearing those stories because it really does speak volumes. Oh, it. yes, it, it does. It does certainly speak volumes. And as sleep deprived as you undoubtedly were, 
in those weeks and months leading up to the solar eclipse. I know you wouldn't have traded any of those experiences for the world. Yes, you are absolutely right. You know, because as much as um as I as I think back on it, it is just with nothing but fondness, you know, and and obviously when people are calling for interviews or calling for questions, they're not all in the central time zone. So we could I could get called for interviews at four o'clock in the morning or in the middle of the night and um, you know because they're on the other side of the world, but they still have questions and they still want to do those interviews for different radio stations, you know, whether that be in Australia or um, you know, wherever it might be. And so um, that was definitely a, a time where, you know, again, you never knew what was going to happen, but it was always so amazing to get to just brag on our community and talk about how fabulous Hopkinsville is. Yeah, and a lot of times, I'm sure, I'm sure when they called, they'd be like, "Now, what time is it there in Hopkinsville?" Yes, that's <laughs> exactly that is exactly what it was. Oh gosh, but uh, well, we're talking to everybody now. Uh, Brooke, right. Hop Town is home to uh, two marvelous museums honoring and preserving the city's rich and very fascinating history. And I'd like for you to give us a sneak preview of what we can expect to see on a stroll through each of these. And why don't let's start, Brooke, with the uh, Penny Royal Area Museum. Yes. So I cannot brag enough on our museum and the recent renovation that they underwent. So in 2019, the museum underwent a total renovation. So I mean, the entire building um, was was cleared out, they have new exhibits, and it is the most interactive and informative museum that I have been to in a long time. I mean, you walk in and you are staring at the most beautiful tobacco barn that looks like smoke is billowing up to the sky because if you've ever been to Western Kentucky, you know that dark fire tobacco is something that is prevalent around here and, and specific to this area. And so when people come into town and they're not familiar with that, if they see a barn on fire, they think it's on fire and they don't realize that it's actually um, the tobacco that's being smoked. So you walk in, that's the first thing that you see. And then from there, it's just your eyes, uh, you know, you have so many things uh, to really experience along the way. There is information about so many historical elements that happened here in our community from the Kelly Greenman alien landing, which was the basis for Steven Spielberg's movie E.T. for anyone. Oh, yes. I read about that, that not long ago. Yeah. So um, information about that historical event, um, the Trail of Tears, which uh, went through Hopkinsville. And we actually have two Native American chiefs that are buried here, um, actually about a quarter of a mile from from where my tourism office is. Um, so there's information about the Trail of Tears Removal Act and that historical event. Um, and then we have some of our most uh, well-known uh, individuals that are from Hopkinsville. So when you hear uh, Edgar Casey, he was one of the most well-documented um, psychics and uh, he was known as the sleeping prophet. He would go into a dreamlike state and be able to tell people either things that were ailing them or things that were going to happen to them. So he still has a very large following 
If only we all had that talent. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, he was known as the father of holistic medicine. So he would he was able to tell people either things that were ailing them or things that were going to happen to them. Um, and he had really famous clients like George Gershwin, Irving Berlin, Woodrow Wilson. Um, they were all, Thomas Edison. They were all people that sought out readings from him. And so there's a, a large part of the museum that's dedicated to him and, and his teachings. Um, and so that's very interesting. Uh, also, trailblazing icon, feminist icon, Bell Hooks is from Hopkinsville. So there's some great information about Bell Hooks and just her, her books that she's written and the influence and impact that she's had on the world. Um, and being from Hopkinsville, there's some great information about her as well. Um, we've got the mu music panel is one of my favorites because you can press buttons and you can hear different songs of, from artists that are from Hopkinsville. Oh, that'd um, be my favorite part. Yes, it is so cool. Um, so, I mean, if you don't know, the Black Crows drummer, Steve Gorman, is from Hopkinsville. And so it's really cool, you know, to, to hit that button and hear that drum solo. Um, oh, sure. But there's just really interesting things that you can learn. And I think that the museum does a tremendous job of making history fun and interesting and something that captivates our community. Um, the, the team there, Alyssa Keller is the director. She does a fantastic job and there are events all the time to learn more about things that happened in Hopkinsville, you know, whether that's walking tours, um, once a month, there's an event called history on tap. And so at the brewery, there is a, a special topic of discussion and there'll be a speaker once a month that will, you know, you can come to the brewery at the last Thursday of the month and learn more about whatever that specific topic is for the month. So it's fascinating and it's a way to get people engaged and involved. Um, there's also cemetery, you know, they do tombstone Tuesdays Well, they'll go to, to the cemetery and clean tombstones that, you tombstone know, Tuesdays. Yeah. Mm. I, I just think it really brings history, um, to just a more accessible way for people to learn more about Hopkinsville and this community. So they just do a, a tremendous job there. And that's not all. You can also gain an appreciation of the city's abundance of history by visiting the Woody Winfrey Fire Slash Transportation Museum. So why don't you give us a little sneak peek of that, will you? Absolutely. So run by the same staff, they are doing a lot of things over at our museums. Um, so right across the street, if you've ever driven through Hopkinsville, you see our beautiful clock tower. Um, and it's recently been repainted. So it really pops against that blue sky. You see our beautiful clock tower right below that is the Woody Winfrey Fire Transportation Museum. And so um, it is included in your admission to the Penny Royal Area Museum. And you can go and see all of these historic fire engines that uh, previously ran in Hopkinsville and they one of the coolest things that I think is there are all of these volumes of historical um, dates throughout history and so you can you know pull a volume from the shelf and you can open it up to a specific date um, I know some of the the tours that go through there uh, the staff will have folks find their birthday or you know a date that's significant to them and you can see if there were any fires in the community on those historic dates so that was previously how they kept track of all of the fires in the community. And so it's interesting to see that process and to see, you know, any of that uh, historic information captured there. But it's also a wonderful event space. Uh, recently, the Hopkinsville Art Guild had a pop-up art gallery that was at the Fire Transportation Museum. So people could actually see different art pieces from around the community and also get to um, enjoy the, the historic fire transportation pieces in there as well. 
Oh, absolutely. And it it's in a building that used to be the uh, the city's firehouse, correct? It is. Yeah, that's exactly right. So there's still a fire, like the uh, pole, there's still, you know, and the, the firefighters come over and, and help uh, keep some of that up. So that's fantastic. And um, the clock is actually, you it, it is wound and so it is accurate. So, you know, um, it, it's a, an amazing building and, and really cool to see that history. See, and, and plus it's included and the price of admission to the Penny Royal Museum. So talk about a an admirable two for one right there. That's so, right. That's exactly right. You know, definitely take advantage of that while you're in Hopkinsville. Now, in addition to the attractive indoor experiences Hopkinsville offers, it is also known for its close proximity to splendid outdoor scenery and exploration opportunities. We uh, briefly mentioned Lake Barkley because my aunt and uncle have um, uh, a lake house down there, but uh, give us more of a gist, if you would, of the plentiful outdoor adventure awaiting us in and around town. Absolutely. So many people may not realize uh, that we are home to the only full service scuba diving quarry in the tri-state area. So we have an incredible scuba facility called Penny Royal Scuba at Blue Springs Resort, and they do an amazing job of offering scuba experiences and training and um, you can get certified there so you can take all of your classes and um, then they have the ability to go 120 feet below the surface and they have all kinds of sunken treasures along the way so there is a basketball goal that's sunk below the surface there is a payphone um which, you know, you don't see many of those anymore. So that's pretty cool. You have to go scuba diving in order to see one. In order to see the uh, payphone. <laughs> that's right. Um, they even have a huge shark. Uh, it's not a real shark, but um, her name's Penny. Uh, and so she lives down there as well. But it's a, a sunken adventure. You know, people come from all over to scuba dive here in Hopkinsville. And they also do a lot of trainings for Fort Campbell. So a lot of their um, individuals that are scuba certified and, and doing diving um, trainings, they do a lot of diving out there as well. So they have really cool experiences. I got to a few summers ago do the try scuba, which is where you get in the big pool and you get to try the regulator and the tank and put everything on and just to make sure that you're comfortable with it before you, you know, to see if you want to want to commit and go further in your scuba diving, um, you sure. know, certification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess you weren't uh, too inclined to you know, go further in certification at that particular point, but I would love to. I just need to find more time in my schedule because well, you it. you are sort of a not a jack of all trades, but a Jill, if you will. <laughs> well, I I see why people love it so much because it is such a unique feeling. I didn't know um, I didn't know what to expect, and so doing it and feeling that, you know, I see why people why people just love it and they go scuba diving, you know, on trips that they take and, and all of that, because it is seriously unlike anything I've ever done. It was a very, very cool opportunity. Yeah. One that, <laughs> one that you'll always remember. I know most people, right. you know, may not associate Hopkinsville with, with scuba diving, but hopefully they will now after this podcast. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> they will now, for sure. But anyway, of course, uh, Lake Barkley is, is right there close. And I've heard a lot of people say when they visit the lake, they like to stay in Hopkinsville to get the uh, the experience of the lake without lake prices. 
Yeah, and we actually have a, a state park here in Christian County as well. So Penny Rail Forest State Park is here. Um, and actually, a few years ago, it was voted as having the best beach in the state. So again, we are giving people scuba diving, best beach experience, you know, really um, a lot of incredible things that they can do here in the community. I have to mention too, our agritourism here. You know, we have so many, when you talk about outdoors, we have people that travel from as far away um, as now. Nashville just for day trips um, to come and see Christian Way Farm, which is an incredible agritourism experience. In the fall, you can go pumpkin picking, you can, they have hay rides and um, you can feed their animals at their petting zoo. They have miniature golf. It is truly, if you're looking for a family fun experience, this, that is where it's at. It is so amazing to get out there. They've got a great um, like gift shop, like with uh, kind of like nostalgic gifts, which is really cool. And then a cafe so you can eat lunch and just make a whole day of it out there at the farm. See, I mean, all you got to do is say lunch and I'm there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and even city folk can certainly enjoy life on the farm for a day or two. So you definitely need to right. <laughs> go check that out. Now, uh, speaking of the outdoors, warm weather will be here before we know it. And we're getting a, a little taste of that this week, actually. But Hopkinsville hosts a, a number of annual events allowing us to take advantage of this ideal weather. And I've selected a few. There are several others that we could talk about, but I thought we'd zero in on these if we could. And I thought we'd let you give us a little synopsis of each one. And the first one I'd like to hit on is uh, staring us right in the face, actually. It's headed our way next month. And we're talking about, of course, the International Festival. Yes. And this is one of my favorite events here in Hopkinsville. It is truly remarkable. So this year it's going to be March 24th and 25th and it's held at the uh, Hopkinsville Sportsplex. And so when you walk in, it is absolutely amazing. It is transformed into this global village. And there are people from our community which represent different cultures and um, different uh, countries of origin. And it is so beautiful because there are booths with these different countries represented. And you can learn more about all of the amazing countries and the individuals that live here in our community that are, are from uh, or, or descendants of these countries or they're from these countries. And they are so excited to share just different traditions and cultures and to to share more about about their country. Um, there are story times that are in different languages. So you can actually, they'll have a schedule that'll be coming out and there's a story time tent where you can learn more um, about different languages and you can actually listen to stories being read in different languages. It is just the most beautiful thing to walk in to the sportsplex and see it transformed. It really does uh, look like a, such a beautiful representation of our community. Um, they do live uh, dance and uh, music demonstrations. And so they'll have, again, a schedule of when different countries will be performing, whether that is um, by song or by dance. And it is just absolutely amazing uh, to just get to be in one place, but it's like you've traveled the world and traveled the globe just standing in Hopkinsville. And you just get this rich uh cultural experience. And I just, I, I love it so much. Um, sometimes there'll be food samples at some of these booths and you'll get to taste food from different countries. Uh, it's just, it's really remarkable. And I think it just does such a wonderful job of telling the story of, of Hopkinsville and the people that call Hopkinsville home. 
being that you have experience at Churchill Downs, I know you probably uh, appreciated this one. Um, this comes up a few months later as uh, spring rolls into summer. Of course, we're talking about the Soapbox Derby. Yes, I love the Soapbox Derby. So um, this event, uh, it'll be uh, the first weekend in June this year. So we're really excited about this annual event. Uh, when you see the kids' faces that are racing in the Soapbox Derby, it is just so, the joy. You know, they're getting to go down uh, in these amazing Soapbox Derby cars down this hill and race, you know, and get to have that that competition, but friendly competition to where um, they're still cheering each other on and they're still, you know, high-fiving each other. And a, a really cool thing is that in 2018, the world champion Soapbox Derby racer, uh, Ashton Grace, who is actually from Hopkinsville, she won the world championship in 2018. So from oh. Hopkinsville, the racers actually go on to Akron, Ohio to compete in the world championships. And then when they win there, um, their car actually gets put into like the hall of fame up there. Um, and then actually the next day, Ashton got to race down the streets of Manhattan on the Ryan and Kelly show. And so she got to actually go, um, to New York city and actually bring her soapbox derby car and, and show them how to race the soapbox derby. So and it, it all started in Hoptown. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, but it really is such a cool event. You know, these kids and their, their families, um, or friends, they build these cars and they really kind of, uh, get into learning about what makes their car go and stop and how they can steer. And, you know, um, you it's it's really amazing to watch. There's different divisions. Uh, my favorite division is the Super Kids division. Um, and that car is actually a double vehicle. And so they have a soapbox derby racer, racer um, that is able to uh, kind of drive for a, a child with special needs. And it is just beautiful to get to see the the joy and the experience that, that these Super Kids get to have. Um, so that's that's just amazing. And then when you look at the master's division, those, those kids are laying all the way down in their car. They can only see like their helmet matches the lid and the, the, the hood of the car. They can see, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that I could do it. You are literally tucked into the box, <laughs> into the soapbox derby car. And you can only see, you know, like maybe two inches um, of viewing there and you're steering Gosh. and still doing all the same things. So, I mean, there is a lot that goes into it. And these kids do a tremendous job of, you know, having a great time and being good sports about everything. And um, it's a wonderful event. That takes a special breed with no more vision than those folks, especially in the master's yes. division. Yeah, I'm telling you, that is uh, <laughs> that definitely takes um, a braver soul than than me for sure. So are these like 18 and under primarily? They are. Um, yeah. So I think that you have to be maybe like eight or nine in order to start racing. Um, and then it goes all the way up to, I want to say 17, 16 or 17. Um, and so that's kind of the, the age range there and masters may go up to 18, but, um, it is just, it, it's really, really cool to see. And people come, you know, and, and watch and cheer and it's just really amazing. It's, it's such a fun event for sure. Uh, shortly after the time that uh, spring turns to summer, we get the pleasure of experiencing the one-of-a-kind Western Kentucky State Fair. That is right. And I have to tell you, 
I love seeing how many people come out to the Western Kentucky State Fair every year. It is so incredible. Um, and, and the fair board does a great job of offering events every single night that bring out huge crowds. We're talking about the tractor pulls and the demolition derby and they have wrestling events. They have concerts and live music that take place out there. But you will go out there any night during the state fair, which is usually end of June, early July um, is usually when they schedule that. Um, and that it is just a packed house out there and you love to see it all the food vendor booths I have to say uh, my it's a toss-up my favorite you know the 4-H booth with those loaded baked potatoes or the pork mm. chop sandwich from the JA booth you know love you, me a good staple, pork chop sandwich staples of the summer right there you know you summer's not officially summer until you have one of those items so Again, such a great way um, to have some fun and to get to, it really does bring out that inner kid, you know, when you get to see everyone enjoying themselves and riding the rides and experiencing that fun um, fair experience. It's just fantastic. Yeah. And plus, I'm sure there's a pageant and all that fun stuff. Oh, pageant. Oh, for sure. All the different age categories and um, divisions. Oh, yes. That is a big part of it as well. And then the livestock component, you know, there are, there are so many things that go into all the different elements. Again, I you, you have to check out their Facebook page for all the different events, but there's so much that goes into the Western Kentucky State Fair. Now, regardless of our budget or, um, you know, our shopping objectives, Hopkinsville is home to a wide array of unique local stores for our browsing and purchasing pleasure. And if you're anything like most of the women in my life, Brooke, you love to shop. So why not shed some light on the uh, delightful shopping destinations in the area along with their uh, signature goods and services? Oh my goodness. I don't know if we have enough time to talk about all of them. But we could I'll do a whole show on that, couldn't we? <laughs> That's right. I'll hit on a few. Um, so if you're headed to Hopkinsville, I, I highly recommend heading downtown and checking out our shops that um, we have a, a street called Sixth Street um, that has several. You can you can park and walk to all of these, but starting uh, with Bella Marie Boutique right there, the end cap of the street, um, they have so many amazing um, clothing options for all ages. Um, and they've got jewelry and shoes and all kinds of great things. And it's just such a fabulous boutique. We're so excited that they are um, where they are and they stay super busy. Uh, so whenever I go in there, I love to see how many people are in there shopping. Um, and then a few steps down the road is Sixth Street Boutique. And Janie does an incredible job of not only having fantastic fashion options, but she also makes a lot of the purses um, and different things that are sold in her store. So they're handcrafted and they are stunning. Um, and her daughter-in-law makes jewelry that is just incredible. Um, I, I have a necklace that's made out of the end of a knife, uh, like a butter knife, like the, mm. the end caps of it. And so that's unique. Even, it is so unique. And then it has pieces of a silk sari um, that are that are put into the end of it. It is one of my favorite pieces and I get so many compliments on it, but she could even use family heirloom silverware. Like if you wanted to gift that to family members, you can get like words imprinted on it or, or something along that lines, make it into jewelry and then people can wear it and um, extend the life of that, that family item. But it's just so unique, the things that they're able to do there. I absolutely love Sixth Street Boutique. They do a wonderful job. There's a, a 
Sixth Street Antique is right across the street. They are a fantastic little antique shop. They have so many hidden treasures in there. And then right next door to them is a new store opening up called Dark Star Hobbies. They're actually going to be opening in February. Actually, well, now. So I think next week they're going to be opening. Um, and they have all kinds of gaming. They've actually built like a castle inside of this uh, new business. And so it's really cool. They have all kinds of tabletop games and um, really unique things for folks to go and check out in there. Um, in addition to that, we also have Milkweed Health and Harmony Emporium, and Juliana does an amazing job of offering um, all-natural soaps and um, uh, you name it. Um, there's, there's remedies, there's tea. The tea selection is out of this world. If you are a tea drinker, there's a whole wall of different tea combinations you can combine and blend yourself. Um, they also have a lot of handmade um, items, leather items, um, you name it. There is just so many beautiful things to check out when you go into Milkweed. It is absolutely stunning. It's the bottom line, all the cure, all the cures what ails you can be found exactly, right there. Exactly, exactly. Not just ails you um, if you're feeling a little under the weather, but your spirit and your soul and everything will feel better when you leave. Yeah, Milkweed just lifts you up. <laughs> it does. It is such a beautiful, beautiful shop. Um, and then right next door to that is Stella's Soap Company, and they are making all of their own soaps and chapsticks and they even have like a bath bomb building station so you can like build your own different fragrances and scents and all kinds of things um so that is a really cool new experience um downtown as well we love uh, stella soap company as well and then not downtown but certainly don't miss uh gracious me which is located on fort campbell boulevard and they are a fantastic stop for all of your uh, if you're looking for gifts uh home good items um if you need any sort of um, uh, you name it. I, I can't even tell you all the things in there. They sell Pandora. They have um, bracelets and jewelry and handmade local items, but then also food items. I can't tell you how many times I've purchased um, sauces or mixed packets for things. Um, just so many amazing things out at Gracious Me. Uh, and again, this list could go on and on because I haven't even mentioned like the Farmer's Daughter and the Apron Wife and all of these amazing local shops. You have to See, check out when you come to Hopkinsville. I'm telling you, we've just scratched the surface, but the bottom yeah. line from from antique to boutique to home decor to soaps, you can find it right there in Hopkinsville, Christian County. And uh, for more details, you know, all you got to do is visit uh, visit Hopkinsville.com. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's all there waiting for you. And reach out to Brooke. She'd be glad to help you. But uh, anyway, now after taking in all of this history and um, shopping and outdoor adventure, our bodies will undoubtedly be in need of nourishment now we could probably do a, a whole episode on hoptown restaurants as well but uh give us a an <laughs> overview like you did of the shops of the assortment of uh lovable local restaurants in store for us there at hopkinsville as well as as well as their uh signature menu staples Yes. Well, again, I can I can barely scratch the surface of all of the incredible restaurants. In fact, Christian County has over 100 restaurants, so it would take me all day to, <laughs> to go into detail and tell you my favorite items at each I'm of them. I'm going to make you name all 100. No, I'm Okay, kidding. I will. <laughs> um, and I already mentioned this one earlier uh, in our conversation, but Farrell's, you know, number one stop when you have to, when you're coming to town, um, you have to stop in Farrell's. Uh, they have eight seats at their, their diner there and you can 
can just sit at one of the stools, order yourself a cheeseburger, and it is just such a fantastic experience. Um, one of my favorite things is to hear people, uh, when I tell people that I, I'm, you know, from Hopkinsville, they say, oh my gosh, Farrell's, like when I, whenever I'm close to Hopkinsville, I have to go and get a Farrell's burger. Um, and it's so fun too, to see like different uh, celebrities even that come into town, Brian White, country singer Brian White, uh, came oh, to I remember Brian White. last year and, and tagged that he was at Farrell's and, you know, getting his birthday cheeseburger. And I was like, this is amazing, you know, so um, the definitely an iconic spot right in our downtown. Oh, sure. Great place for cheeseburger and a main ball of chili. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, but if you are looking for some other options, um, the Mixer is a fantastic option. It's located in that 6th Street area. So when you're done shopping, you can pop in there. And my favorite item there is their fried buffalo artichoke hearts. They are mm unlike anything I have ever had. So amazing. But it's also an upscale coffee and um, mixology. If you're looking for like a really craft cocktail, they have fantastic options on all of those. And they've just opened up a bakery. So um, they have always done fantastic baked goods out of the restaurant itself. But now right next door, um, they have a bakery called Baked and um, it's in with the apron wipe, which I mentioned. So you can get some delicious, I tell you, being uh, someone that went to the French pastry school, when I tell you a croissant changed my life, like their croissants are That's amazing. a strong statement. When it's a baker a tells statement. you that a pastry, <laughs> but made, yeah. not made by themselves, changed their lives, that yeah. that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely incredible. They do fresh breads and all their desserts are stunning. Um, you know, their chocolate peanut butter cake is so divine. Um, it is just, they have so many amazing options there. So I highly recommend checking out the mixer as well. And then if you head up the street, up Main Street, um, the local is another must try uh, spot. So it is an Irish pub. The owner is actually from Derry, Ireland. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, this is the food he grew up on and he does a tremendous job of bringing it to Hopkinsville. Uh, my favorite dish there is the pretzel and Irish beer cheese. Oh my gosh. I think oh, I have beer cheese it. there. Woo. The pretzel is like pretty much the size of my head. Um, it is so large. And so definitely, I mean, you don't have to share it. You can order one just for yourself, but I yeah, why not? Just splurge, go all That's in. Right. That's right. <laughs> but they have, um, you know, fish and chips and um, shepherd's pie and bangers and mash and all the traditional Irish um, food that you would expect. And then they do all kinds of, of special cocktails and um, desserts and things as well. So again, check out the local. They do a wonderful job. Irish food, it's most authentic. <laughs> That's right. It really is. I'll tell you, one of my uh, one of my personal faves in Hobtown is the barbecue shack. Oh my goodness. I mean, listen, again, I told you I could go on forever. The barbecue shack is fantastic. Our barbecue here in Christian County is amazing. Burgoo is one of my favorite barbecue items. And I love sampling all the burgoo at the different barbecue restaurants in town because between Barbecue Shack and the Woodshed, I mean, it is just so delicious. You know, you're going to get that authentic barbecue for sure. Bottom line, if, if you go hungry in, in Hawkinsville and Christian County, it's your own fault. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> you right. You just need to check it all out. Certainly. Right. Now, um, since Hobtown is a nearby neighbor, Brooke, to the military post at Fort Campbell, the city shows sincere appreciation for troops and their families with discounts offered at various locations. So uh, 
give us real quick a few examples of some discounts available to military personnel and uh, their families within the community. Yeah, well, we have such a vibrant military uh, support system here. Um, our military affairs committee that works out of our local chamber does an incredible job. Um, so I always recommend if you are military or former military, check out um, our website and our app. We have a list of all the military discounts, but they do events all the time um, supporting our military um, and, and all of their families. Um, things like a free night at the Western Kentucky State Fair. Um, we do an annual chili cook-off event that happens um, in the fall of every year, and that's free for military as well. Um, but then our local establishments. So we have many event venues around town um, that offer military discounts, you know, whether that be for balls or weddings or, or things of that nature. Um, so, you know, again, places like the Silo, and uh, it's a beautiful event venue. Um, so places that you can actually host events around the community. Uh, Tiebreaker Aquatic Center uh, does a great military discount, and they will be reopening this summer. So that's a great water park experience um, for our military families. And then um, our distilleries. We've got two craft distilleries here, Casey Jones Distillery and MB Roland Distillery, which MB Roland is actually um, veteran owned. So they both do a wonderful job of honoring and recognizing our military. Um, our Alhambra Theater, which is our historic theater downtown, they offer uh, military discounts on some of their shows and they'll often, you know, partner and do some ticket giveaways. And so always stay tuned to that kind of information because those are great spots um, to really uh, let us show you how much we love our military families. Um, and then another fantastic military owned uh, business downtown is Hopkinsville Brewing Company. And so it is female and veteran owned and um, they do a fantastic job there. Um, of really uh, partnering with a lot of military organizations. And a lot of times um, every month they have a different nonprofit that, that they give proceeds to from some of their beer sales. Um, and so I know several times those have been military organizations as well as local community organizations. Um, but again, our community just um, wants to love and wrap our arms around our military uh, families so much. And um, any way that we can do that, we, we love to. So truly something for everybody, regardless of the military families ages or interests, you know, they can all benefit from at least a few of these discounts. And you folks even offer a few discounts there at the tourism office too, right? We do. Yes. If you come into our gift shop, we love to offer military discounts here. We've got a fantastic gift shop. And so military get 15% off any of our items sold here in our gift shop. So if you're looking for Hopkinsville souvenirs or different um, shirts or anything along that those lines, our batter capital gift shop, you know, we've got a lot of sweet treats out there as well. So um, those are all eligible. There you go. And while you're there, you can get Brooke's autograph. There you go. So, I don't know if you want my autograph. But <laughs> you can kill kill multiple birds with one stone. Go. Well, uh, Brooke, uh, we, we sure haven't gotten too much information out of you today. I wish I could have gotten <laughs> you to open up a little more. No. I know. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on it. But we got faith in you. No, it's been great. And we've certainly enjoyed it. Now, before we let you go in... Uh, in 60 seconds or less, and if you go a little over, we won't hold it against you, but explain what makes Hopkinsville the absolute perfect place to stay and play for much more than just a day. Um, is, the, is there like a timer I'm going to see when this starts off? Or I just no, start no. <laughs> yeah, you will not see a timer. <laughs> okay. 
I think we have a very lenient timer. (laughs) Okay, good, good. I'm glad. I think that Hopkinsville is the most amazing place to come and visit, not only because you're going to feel that welcome and hospitality rolled out from our residents and all of our businesses, but you're going to get to experience so many unique things here in our community, from scuba diving to craft distilleries, to taking in a show at the historic Alhambra Theater, to checking out the history of our community and region at our museums. There is a plethora of things to do in our community and we look forward to welcoming you and getting to share our beautiful community with everyone that walks through our doors. And we hope you'll come and have a sweet time in the batter capital of the world. The home of better batter. That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, uh, go check them out. It's uh, visithopkinsville.com on the web, like we've been telling you. And uh, you can also check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, am I getting all the social media bases covered there for the Tourism Commission we there, have, Brooke? We have TikTok too, Sam. All TikTok. We can't forget <laughs> about TikTok. Among the... Uh, you know the younger generation that's really king okay. now so so we do uh, <laughs> we do want to put out there that uh, the Hoptown Convention Visitors Bureau definitely caters to the uh, the TikTokers now tell us one more time where you're located there in Hopkinsville we are located at 1730 East 9th Street, and we are at the entrance of Trail of Tears Park. So when you come to our visitor center, you can also get to experience Trail of Tears Park and the Heritage Cabin that's located here at this national park as well. See, so all, all right there, and uh, you barely have to move to experience all of it. Now, what are the hours for the uh, visitor center there, Brooke? Yeah, we are open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and Saturday, 10 to 2. Okay, so banker's hours basically during the week and then 10 to 2 Saturday. That's right. Plenty of opportunity for you to go in there and uh, visit Brooke and um, her staff. How many of you are there, Brooke? I know you've got Amy there as uh, sort of like a secretary. Oh, Amy does way more. Amy is our finance and office manager. And she is, when you walk in the doors, you will hear, welcome to Hopkinsville. Because she is the welcome, just all things welcoming is Amy Rogers. So you will hear that voice when you walk in the door. Um, She is absolutely amazing. So we are the two full-time staff members. And then we have Tamika, who uh, is our visitor experience specialist, who works at our front desk as well. Um, And she is part-time here with us. And if you come on Saturdays, uh, she is who will most likely greet you then. See, so we definitely have to show some love to to Amy and Tamika here on the big show. That's so. right. Couldn't go without them. We are we are a small team, but we are mighty, and we are uh, just love welcoming people to our community. Yes, small but very mighty. And uh, last thing of all, let's get that phone number for the Convention Visitors Bureau. Absolutely, you can give us a call at two seven zero eight eight seven two three zero zero. Eight eight seven two three zero zero just rolls right off the tongue. That's well, right. uh, Brooke, thanks so much for joining us. I've had a blast. I hope you have. I have. Thank you so much for having me. I always love sharing my favorite things about Hopkinsville, and I hope that you all will come and and share and and get to experience them for yourself. Go on down there, pay Brooke a visit. You owe it to yourselves for sure. Brookie Rock, you rock. Thanks, Sam. Well, I hope you've been taking notes because those plentiful shopping and dining and recreational options were uh, way, way too numerous to remember. And also, they were way too numerous 
to uh, work into just one single vacation. So all the more reason to schedule multiple trips to good old Hoptown in your future. Sort of make it your home away from home, if you will. And while you're there, make sure you stop in and see Brooke at the Tourism Commission. She will make sure that your Hoptown vacation starts and ends on a very, very positive note. Tell her Sam sent you and also... Let her know that you heard her here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. That will mean the world to her, I guarantee you. I will also link you to the Tourism Commission's webpage in my show notes so that you can click on there and have access to all the information you need about Hopkinsville. You'll also be able to find Brooke's email and uh, contact information there. She'll be glad to answer any and all questions that you may have about this week's episode or about the attractions in and around Hopkinsville. So no excuse not to book your trip right away. And I sure appreciate Brooke coming on because I know she's a busy little beaver. There is always lots and lots going on in and around town, but yet somehow she found time to fit us in. And I could not be More grateful for that. Now, we've talked to a number of tourism directors across the state, but there are a number of others yet to be talked to. And I don't know about all these people. That's where you come in, guys and gals. You should also feel free to let me know about those restaurants you love across the Commonwealth, state parks, musicians, educators, healthcare professionals making a difference. All of those folks have been featured and will continue to be featured. I'm also open to suggestions. Any and all people and things connected to Kentucky, they are worthy of my attention and consideration for a future spotlight. So let me know about these, okay? My email address is bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S. B-L-A-B-B-I-N, no G, at gmail.com. And you can also hit me up via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which I need for you to like and follow because all of my previous shows are there further. I also put out teasers for uh, future show plans. Do that about once a week or so, so you can keep tabs on those. And you can, of course, make comments and leave messages. I love hearing from listeners via the Facebook page as well. So, the day after Valentine's Day, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, we will be coming at you once again. We'd like to wish uh, all of our happily engaged or married or uh, dating partners, if you will, all of our (laughs) lovebirds, that's the word I'm looking for, all of the lovebirds in our audience want to wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day. The day after that, make sure you're back here with me. February the 15th is the scheduled date for our next show. And believe me when I tell you, I know I say this every week, but you are the glue that keeps this show together. I couldn't do it without you, and I know that you'd be okay without me. But, (laughs) you know, I always enjoy your company, so hopefully you enjoy mine. And to make sure that you make plans to come sit at my table once again next week. And before... We bid you adieu for this week. Yes, we have the answer to the incredibly head-scratching, at least in my opinion, bluegrass brain buster. There are brain busters, and then there are brain busters, like the one we brought to you this week, of course, centered around Hopkinsville, which has been our topic of discussion throughout the whole entire show. I wanted to know the names of Hopkinsville's two original settlers. They were 
Bartholomew and Martha Ann Wood, a couple back in 1796. Bartholomew and Martha Ann Wood, they came to Hopkinsville from Jonesboro, Tennessee, arrived, like I said, 1796, and uh, Mr. Wood claimed 1,200 acres of land for his service in the American Revolutionary War. Other settlers followed closely behind the woods, and wouldn't you know it, a village was formed. And the city was incorporated in 1804, and it was named Hopkinsville after General Samuel Hopkins. So, Bartholomew and Martha Ann Wood, they were Hopkinsville's two original settlers way back in 1796. So come on back next week. Hopefully we'll have another Bluegrass Brain Buster ready for you. And between now and then, do note that you can listen and subscribe to the show. It couldn't be cheaper. Free of charge via Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal. We have also, not long ago, added other podcast directories, including Boom Play. Let's see. We've also added iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, even a few others. So, if we are not yet a part of your favorite podcast directory, email me, Facebook me, let me know what that is so that we can do all we can to make sure we're there ASAP. And until we connect again, keep a happy thought while you laugh, smile, and blab in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.